0: back to another episode of Dragonfly Ripple, raising the next generation of nerds. My name is Michael May, and uh, I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Carlin Trammell. Hi, Carlin. Hi, Michael. Um, so this week, we have a kind of a theme episode. Um, I guess this week, this month. This whatever, this, this yeah. period
1: of time. <laughs> what is the release schedule of this show? We, Dear Dragonfly Ripple, <laughs> when do you guys come out? You, <laughs>
0: we were uh, just swimming in letters. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so apologies that this one's dropping a little bit um, past our We were kind of hoping to do about once a month, but this was dropping a little bit late. But uh, we have plans to kind of make up for that with the next episode. Um, but we're going to have a theme this time, kind of uh, um, around well terminator genesis just came out in theaters um so we thought we'd do kind of a time travel theme um so uh david and i watched the first couple of terminator movies and so we'll be talking about that and then carlin you want to reveal what uh, you and annalise watched
1: yes well we watched uh one of one of my top five favorite movies ever back to the future
0: yeah and david and i watched that one quite a while ago but uh i think the memories are still fresh enough that um uh, we'll be able to talk intelligently about it anyway. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite movies for sure. I don't remember how many times I saw that in the theater when I was a kid, but, uh, loved that movie. Um, as I loved Terminator as well. So that'll be fun discussion. Yeah. Um, but one of the things like, so we always kind of, you and I talk about just kind of nerd parenting, dad talk kind of stuff for a little bit before we bring on the kids and, um, thought it might be interesting, especially, um, with the, the the different tones, these are both time travel movies, but, you know, very different feels. One, like Back to the Future, was rated PG and um, kind of has, um, you know, it's a teen movie, but it's kind of got a family vibe to it. Um, whereas Terminator, the first Terminator, you know, is really a horror movie and it's, you know, it's rated right. R and, yeah. um, you know, all kinds of things. So I thought it might be interesting to talk about, you know, how do you as a parent um decide what movies and shows to, to let your kids watch? Um, how do you use movie ratings, that kind of thing? So um I guess start with you, Carlin. What you have how how what kind of things go into your decision making for what Annalise is gonna see?
1: Yeah, this has been you know, especially as she's growing uh she's getting older, so she's now eleven and, and so she's entering the preteen years and, and um you know and i and i think she's still in an an impressionable time but but certainly always has been um but um you know ratings are to me just the starting point uh like i don't i don't really take much stock in them at this point you know there's all I, i've read and seen different things about ratings and and they're really largely inconsistent and so fortunately there's a lot of um uh, well, there's a couple of good sites out there that I'll go and I'll look at the breakdown on content if, if it's something I haven't seen, or even if it's something I had seen, but I for, I've forgotten, you know, I've just become desensitized or haven't seen it in a long time. And I can't remember what the content, uh, the, you know, air quote, objectionable content might be. Um, so I'll go to IMDB and they have a parent's guide there or commonsense.org is another uh, source for for that sort of information. And you know, I'd say the three major things that, that my wife and I will consider is um, sex and nudity, um, violence, and then uh, language. Yeah. Um, those are sort of the three broader topics. And, uh, you know, I, I, we've avoided gore for the most part, but I think – somewhat violence hasn't been as you know especially like superhero violence like mm-hmm. s- the marvel movies or the spider-man movies or things like that where they're rated pg-13 but it's mainly because of the the violence um you know we haven't waited until she's 13 to let her see avengers you know she saw that uh, when she was eight so right. um same with uh, with my son he's six and he's seen a couple of these movies now so um you know, I, I don't know. It's different for every kid. And, I, and I'm interested in your thoughts, especially con- considering that you uh, have let David watch uh, Terminator. So I mean, to me, that's like, okay, well, I want to hear about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just quickly to follow up on your, your thing about the PG-13, you know, you're right, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of fighting in those. But it's, it's pretty bloodless, I think, is maybe what keeps it at a PG-13 rating as opposed to going up to an R. Um, I remember when I was a kid, you know, my parents were, were pretty um on top of, you know, what I was allowed to see and what I wasn't allowed to see and, and stuff like Star Wars where it's just, you know, laser blasts. You got stormtroopers dying all over the place, but it's all you know, just bloodless. It's just a blast of light and then they fall down. Yeah. Um and it was the same with like in the Western movies at the time. It's like you got cowboys shooting at each other and they're falling off their horses, but there's no you never see any blood in like in the old fifties and sixties, you know, movies. Right. Um, and it, which segues into like how I've kind of raised David, because um, my parents, like I said, they had a real tight control over what we were able to see and and what we weren't. And um, I remember, you know, just being so mystified by what I was missing, um, and just very aware that there was this huge part of pop culture that my friends were talking about and um and you know older relatives or people uh were talking about that i just had no clue what it was um i remember being so ticked off i was a huge harrison ford fan as a kid Mm -hmm. and um uh Loved Han Solo, loved Indiana Jones, and then there was, he was making this new movie and it was a sci-fi movie and it was going to be like a sci-fi detective movie and it sounded so awesome and I saw the trailers for it and it was called Blade Runner and it was rated R. <laughs> and there was no way that I was going to be able to go see that movie. I wasn't old All enough right. to get myself there. Um, you know, and it, the, I was a big Conan fan as I was a kid. This, this leads me into another question I'll ask a little bit um, about literature, but I was allowed to read whatever I wanted to. My parents didn't police my reading at all. So I read Conan, I read James Bond. I was not allowed to see James Bond movies, but I could read all the Ian Fleming, which are way darker and, you know, but my parents didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, And the same with Conan. And so Conan came out and I was a big Conan fan, but it's rated R. I can't go see it. Um, So I think some of the way I've raised David and Diane, she's on board with it. I I think she's not as naturally inclined as I am, but um, is, uh, I just, I wanted him to, I didn't really want to limit, um, his, the kind of stuff that he could watch with the caveat that we always get to talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Um, and so as long as we're able to have a conversation about it and to make it, and never push him into anything that he's not comfortable with. And so there's things, um, you know, where he's just you know it's just it's too intense or um you know he has a real thing right now about parasites and leeches and stuff like that so any movie that has like maggots or leeches in it it's like okay that's off <laughs> i'm not going to push him into stuff that he's not ready for um but at the same time I, I wanted to try to be um pretty leaning about what i let him watch as long as we you know, get to talk about it afterwards if, if we need to. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and, and that's, and that's good. Yeah. And I think, you know, we you talk, talk about back the future being very family friendly and, and it is, uh, it's rated PG, but it's rated PG from a time like right after there was a PG 13 rating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, and I, I, if you look at it, if you look it up now, like the, um, I think the IMDB says, if this were made today, it would have a PG 13 rating just from, uh, the language aspect sure, and so um we uh before we watched it, i mean we, my wife and I sort of wrestled with it because it's, it is such a great movie, um but just from my appropriateness of language and and the words that are used and just how we want to um how we don't want to encourage that that kind of uh Vocabulary with our kids. You know, we had the conversation before sitting down with Back to the Future, and Mm -hmm. said, "This is a movie that we we really like. We want to share it with you." And there is uh, a lot more inappropriate language, and we even talked about the words that you would, you know, that she would hear, and and went through all of that and Mm -hmm. had that conversation. I think I think that's a lot of it. You know, and I I don't. You you're probably more lenient, for better or worse, than than we are um, with our children. But at the you know at the end of it, like the fact that you're having the conversation or where are having the conversation, that's I think the key. That yeah, that's the part of it that I think is the most important.
0: Absolutely, and and you know sometimes we do exactly what you're talking about. Where if we if I know there's going to be something that uh, he's never seen before or he's never heard before, then you know we'll we'll have a conversation at the beginning and um, kind of talk that through. But uh, yeah, I think that's the important thing is just to not. Um, you know, I, I totally <laughs> supportive of any parent drawing whatever lines they want to draw with their kids. And, and cause you know, nobody knows your kids better than you do. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, uh, if you're going to draw them fairly loosely, like I tend to, then you've got to at least be engaged with the kids as they're watching this or reading this or, um, you know, and knowing how, how it's affecting them, um, mm-hmm. because, uh, on some level, it is, and uh you know the old line that I used to give my parents about letting me hear movies or see movies with with cursing is a well, I hear it at school you know um, that doesn 't necessarily mean that they want it in their house, and that is totally that's that 's an that's that 's a great judgment call um but uh yeah, but let 's just, just have a conversation about it, i guess is the key, yeah. Um, i'm curious do you have different standards for visual media than you do for like prose um or does does Anna, is she interested enough in in novels and things to for that to even be an issue
1: um, well we have um no i don't think I, I at this point i don't know if the the standards are different I mean, that if they are it's only because she is such a voracious reader that there's no way I can ever keep up with her reading. Yeah. And so, um, I, probably the best example is, um, Harry Potter. She read through all the Harry Potters and relatively quickly. I mean, it was like five, six months. She, she got through them all. And, you know, and this is during taking, you know, going to school and everything and doing all the other reading that she has. And, and, uh, and you know, my only caveat there was we'll watch the movies once you've read all the books, so that the movies aren't affecting your even you know even if you've only wa- uh, watched one movie, it might affect you as you read books four, five, six, and seven because now you're starting to see those characters or those visuals. And sure. so I was just like, I was just encouraging her to get through all the books and then we'll watch all the movies. Um, but I didn't have a problem with her. Doing either you know watching the movies or reading the books, and uh, I kind of feel the same way like with Lord of the Rings, I think my wife 's sort of hesitant about her uh, watching the big battles and seeing whatever it might be in the Lord of the Rings movies but my my feeling is read the books once you finish them we 'll watch the movies yeah. um, so i i don't you know i don 't think I have a different standard I think i 'm just more like she 's such a reader, I want to encourage that, and so i 'm just wanting her to get to the books and then we'll jump on the movies
0: yeah yeah that's interesting you bring up the um the books in relation to the movies that um so there's a story when this you know my kind of leniency with david backfired uh because we were watching the harry potter movies and um and diane was she was kind of reading them at bedtime with him kind of concurrently with us watching it i can't remember i think they would read a book and then we would watch a movie um but he was getting really excited to see the next one, and the next one was Goblet of Fire. So we went ahead and watched it before he read the book. Um, and the end of that, you know, it just turns dark really quick, yeah. and uh, and it really caught him off guard and kind of put him off wanting to see the rest of the series. Um, and uh, and so they said, well, let's just we'll get through the book and then we'll kind of keep on our schedule of we finish <laughs> a book and then we watch a movie. Um, cause he, yeah, you know, there have been times when I think I was just clueless enough that I just didn't really think through how, um, you know, when you're a kid things hit you harder, I think than they do when you're an adult. And, yeah. uh, and so that's, you know, probably well, it is, it's a, it's a drawback to, to the way I've done it. But, uh, again, it's just trying to keep really in tune with them and, um, you know, as, as he grows and I learn more about him and what he can take and what he can't take
1: yeah and he'll, he'll be able to take more later than he can now yeah and, exactly yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah
0: cool any other thoughts on that
1: I'm sure I have plenty but uh, <laughs> maybe that's another opening discussion time right. for another episode when we do it again sounds good
0: alright well let's uh, bring on the kids then and uh, we will start off talking to uh, you and Annalise about Back to the Future and then Uh, talk to David and I about Terminator. All right. And we're back, and we have our co-hosts, Annalise and David. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. So we're going to start off our talk about Back to the Future, and uh, as we usually do, Carl and I want to kind of get some of your history with uh, the movie. Now, you watched the first movie, right? You haven't watched the sequels yet.
1: We have only watched the very first movie. Correct. Okay. Sadly. <laughs> we um. Well, just a. Uh, s- pull back the curtain a little bit as we record this show, although I don't think that affects uh, if you listen to this three years from now, it shouldn't matter, but we listen, we watch the movie on the 30th anniversary of the release of Back to the Future and then we're saving the sequel for October 21st or thereabouts, which is uh, an important date in um, Back to the Future 2. So, that's what we're holding out for.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now we know when to watch the movie ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just missed the anniversary. And like I saw people talk about it online, but I just didn't even think about going home and watching it. Um, again, David, like I said earlier, David and I had, had seen it, I don't know, a few months ago. Um, but that's, that's great that, uh, you guys saw it for the anniversary. So that's, that's, um, part of my second question was what led you to watching it this time. And that totally makes sense. But, uh, so what's your history with it? Um, Garland. I did not
1: uh, see this in the theater. Um, I I don't think I even really knew about it until it came out. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I think we... You know, I I grew up like right as VCRs were getting big, VHS tapes, and so we had we did have a VCR. My for the first time we rented something was Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you know somewhere somewhere after that point, just one day, my parents had rented Back to the Future, and I watched it, and I like instantly was in love with this movie, um, and I just yeah, go ahead.
0: Do you remember how old you were?
1: It would have been. You know it would have been like eighty five or eighty six it would have been after it came out on on v h s shortly thereafter i mean okay. i um so i would have been uh around ten ten or ten or so yeah okay and um yeah it just largely uh, affected uh you know affected me the the whole concept of going back in the past and in in this t- you know in this kind of story like a simple like a, just an average kid time traveling story like i think most of what i'd seen was more hero heroic time travel you know like the star trek characters going back in time or the superheroes going back in time and this was it's just a kid going back in time and that that to me was a was more relatable um from uh from a viewer standpoint i could very easily place myself into that um uh, into that position especially as a kid in the 80s um who had parents who grew up in the 50s and right you know i'm sure we'll talk some about that but yeah uh yeah uh it's just always been a favorite of mine, and uh, I remember the other, the other little fun fact about this is that when it was originally released, there was no to-be-continued at the end, but the VHS tape did have to-be-continued at the end, and so I remember that long three-year wait for a sequel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay, so Annalise, um, ha- have you seen time travel stories before this one?
2: Yes, um, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Oh, well, which of is course. All about <laughs> uh, a, time travel.
0: What am I even thinking? <laughs> <laughs> There's um,
3: no time travel in Doctor Who at all. <laughs> yeah. It's almost very
1: minimal. It's just yeah. every so often it happens. Yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of look for it.
0: Um, okay, well, so that, uh, I was going to ask what some of your favorite time travel stories are, but uh, um, <laughs> I. I Doctor Who, of course, would be a huge one what what's so in Doctor Who, not to take this too far down the Doctor Who path, but um what's your favorite kind of time travel story? Do you like it better when he goes into the past or when he goes into the future
2: uh it really depends on the story, I guess okay, I like them all,
0: sure anything besides Doctor. Who that you like um other time travel stories
2: um I have there's there was Time Travel in Briscoe County Jr and that was an, that was a good show and um uh I've read some books and um in different shows like every now and then there's a episode where they go back in time and so there are different little things
0: Right um, before you guys came on, your dad and I were talking about Harry Potter, and uh, it just occurred to me that um, Prisoner of Azkaban has a time travel story to it.
4: Hmm.
0: Do you guys like that one?
2: That's my um, that's my favorite Harry Potter book.
1: Yeah, yeah, but too. it's your least favorite movie, right?
2: Oh, that, that that's the second worst movie in the world.
0: Oh no! <laughs> oh, I love that movie, but I haven't actually read the book, so maybe that's that's why
2: i think that's why <laughs> yeah
0: okay <laughs> um all right so like your dad was saying back to the future is, is the story of this kid in the 80s who travels back to the 50s um and uh you know your dad and i were both kids in the 80s i'm i'm older than he is so i was actually about the same age as marty um when this movie came out um but we thought that was pretty cool you, you could we could kind of Put ourselves in Marty's place and imagine what it would be like to uh, um, to to go back in time to the fifties and meet our parents. Um, but so I'm kind of curious, though, since you know you're obviously a kid in the the twenty tens. Um, how did you feel about watching a movie about a kid from the eighties? Did you did you um, did you like that, or did you did you have a hard time relating to him, or? Um what did, what did you think about that?
2: Um well it was different because we're kind of more advanced, like we have more technology. Right. Um right. so I guess it was kind of harder to connect um especially when it goes back in the fifties and televisions are like the new thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and he's like, Oh, we have two and I was like, What?
0: <laughs> I have one on my phone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how else how do you think life was different for kids in the eighties from the way they are for kids today in the twenty tens?
2: Um Well, they had a lot of like a lot of their technology was bigger. Like they they couldn't like it was just it was just really big.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Um and they didn't have things like smartphones they had to like i guess they had to like still mail letters and stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> true true <laughs> all, right. all right um so what is so you know like we were saying your dad and i were both kids in the 80s when this movie was taking place um what do you think it would be like to go back to the eighties to meet like your parents when they were your age? Cause your dad was the same age. You said you're about 10 Carlin.
1: Yeah. I would have been
0: when ten. Came out. And Annalise yeah. you're how old now? 11. 11. Yeah. So about the same age. Um, what do you think it would be like if you went back in time to the eighties to the, the, the time period where this movie takes place and, uh, and met your parents when they were kids?
2: Well, I know the rules of time travel, and I wouldn't talk to them. <laughs>
0: You're a smart kid.
2: <laughs>
3: but then again, that did help Marty.
2: Yeah.
0: True, true. Well, so how did that happen? How did he... Uh, well, he he was trying to save his dad's life, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he prevented his dad from getting run over, but that was the whole point right. of how they met. And uh, so he's prevented them from meeting yeah. and uh, had to, had to fix
0: it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what, what was your favorite stuff about the movie?
2: Well, there was always like a problem, like the cord, the either the cord came on, like it, the, it got stuck in the tree and they couldn't connect it. And the, he, there's just always a problem. They had to fix so many different problems.
1: <laughs> that there were... Do you have any favorite scenes, Annalise?
2: Um, the whole movie.
0: The whole movie. So you did like it.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Better than Doctor Who? No. Okay. <laughs> just checking. Um, so what about the ending? When, you, when he gets back to the future... Um, and he, you know, he thinks that he's fixed everything, and uh, he thinks everything's going to be normal. But it's not quite normal, is it? It's better. It's better. Yeah. So, what? Did were you surprised by anything in the ending, or how did you feel about that whole thing?
2: Um, I guess I was a little surprised. I thought there might be like maybe a little change. Um. But I didn't realize it'd be so big. <laughs> that, um, like everything was kind of the opposite.
0: Did you have a favorite character in the movie?
2: Probably Marty.
0: Marty, okay. Because the other the other one that people really like is uh is Doc Brown.
2: Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah, nice. Marty and the Doc. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so, like your dad was saying, when when we saw it in the theaters, um it just kind of ended with, you know, roads when we're going, we don't need roads and off they go. And then when it came out on video, they put in a, to be continued at the end of it. Um, What did you, do you feel like you got a whole story there or do you feel like, um, did it kind of leave you hanging? What what do you think about the whole thing where they're, now they're going off into their own future
2: I'm very upset that Dad didn't let us watch the <laughs> second movie.
0: <laughs> so, if there were no sequels, I guess that's where I'm trying to go. Is is if there were no sequels, would you be satisfied with this as a movie, or would you go, "Oh no, how come there's"? I want to see where they're going in the future.
2: I would not be satisfied.
0: You wouldn't be satisfied. Okay, all right. No. Um, where do you think the sequels are going to go? What do, you, what do you imagine they're going to be like?
2: Um, I don't know. They're just they're going to have. I don't know, crazy kids, and they have to fix them, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. What do you th- what do you imagine 2015 is going to look like?
2: Um, in three months, we get hoverboards and flying cards, <laughs> cars.
0: <laughs> so you know about all that.
1: Gee, well, I do have a uh, Back to the Future Part 2 poster in my office where he's writing a hoverboard, so okay. she, she knows about that. All right.
0: Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of JAWS sequels to get through in the next then, three uh, months
1: as well. Yeah, and then flying. Well, she'd know about flying cars because it... Flies at the end of
0: one so. right right okay uh so you're you're excited you're you're gonna have a hard time waiting until october i imagine
2: yeah yeah um, i have
1: to I have to brag on her a little bit um yeah. because I was uh super impressed that um there's there's so many little there's so many little easter eggs in this movie, and one <laughs> of the one of the big ones is. At the beginning, uh, when Marty goes to the mall, it's Twin Pines Mall. Yep, <laughs> he goes back in the past. He's on Twin Pines Farm. He runs over one of the pine trees, and then at the end, the mall has changed name to Lone Pine Mall. And I was getting ready at the. End, I was like, I was going to at the end point out to her, "Hey, did you notice this?" And before I could say anything, she goes, ha, huh, Lone Pine Mall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I don't think I picked up on that the first time I saw it. I think it took me a couple <laughs> of times. That's great. Um, so, David, you see this movie. Do you have any questions for Annalise about, uh, about her experience watching it?
3: Did you like Darth Vader?
2: Yes, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, another Easter egg was the... I don't. There was a silhouette um, in the beginning of the movie, and Dad found this page, and it like explains that there are two different Marty's, and there are two dimensions, and they switch dimensions, and it's very confusing, but <laughs> it connects the dots, I guess.
1: We we did have a follow up discussion about the, this movie. There was an article in Starlog magazine, and uh, I'd actually recommend googling. Uh, the other Marty McFly and and my friend Sean Robert at Brandon in the 80s has done an article about this um, him, himself. Uh, the, um, the article in Starlog talks about how there are essentially two Martys, and there is this very small uh silhouette of a of a person walking in the background at the mall scene. And he <laughs> hypothesizes that this is an alternate reality, Marty McFly, the one who was from the the world that the basically the marty he would have grown up with the successful parents and he travels back in time and then he winds up coming back to the world where he has peanut brittle eating parents uh, <laughs> so there's an interesting article it's worth checking out so we had this huge discussion afterwards which was quite quite fun going through the different timelines and
0: i need to read that article because um <laughs> you know david and i having watched this and then when we watched terminator we've had our own discussions about time travel and about different theories of like i've always um kind of used back to the future and terminator as as two very different models for how time travel might would work and how uh, time travel would affect timelines so and we can maybe talk more about that in a little bit too but uh um, yeah, now you got me really curious. I got to go check out Sean's article there and start. Um, oh, I had another thought, but I derailed it.
1: I, 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 derailed it with my time travel stuff. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> um, oh, I know. I was going to ask you, David, um, about, uh, the sequels. Are you like, we haven't watched the sequels. We haven't really talked about the sequels too much. Um, are you curious about them at all? Or what are your thoughts on?
3: Well, I do want to see the second one because this is the year it takes place in. Yeah, and I kind of like. So it's October twenty first, the day that it was supposed to be taking place in. Uh,
0: yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's the date on but, the time machine.
3: All right. Yeah. Then let's watch it. Then. Okay.
2: And we need to have um, hoverboards and flying cars by then.
1: We, we, there's a lot of stuff we need by then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, we need to have those glasses and the tie and. There's something else. Oh, the,
1: yeah, the big yellow shiny coat and the solar yeah. glasses. Yeah. There's well, there, you'll be very disappointed when you watch <laughs> Back to the Future. Not with the movie, but with the world around you. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: well companies are trying hard right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah,
0: they do try harder. <laughs> yeah. Isn't somebody working on a hoverboard to make sure we get that? <laughs> I thought that was true. Um Okay. Uh any last thoughts, Carlin? Are you uh, I assume you're Happy with Annalise's response?
1: Yeah, I'm glad she liked it. I'm glad she wants to watch um, watch the sequels, and um, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I think she'll like as maybe she watches it more and more. You know, not that this is a historical uh, necessarily historically accurate, but I think there's some some things that she can pick up on about what life was like in the 50s and to some extent the 80s that um, that maybe she hadn't ever considered. <laughs> Uh, so, so I think that's good. I'm glad that she she's got that experience, and I look forward to. I'm definitely looking forward to a reaction on on two, and uh, to some extent three. I mean, three is a sort of a different um, a different monster, but I can see having a follow up episode of Dragonfly Ripple where we talk about two and three.
0: That, that's uh, sounds like a plan for Octoberish. All right. Uh, well, then let's uh, move into our special feature with. Um, Jetpack Tiger. And we'll be back. Alright, we're back with another episode of
4: JetPack Tiger.
1: And I am here with who? What's your name?
4: Dash Trammel!
1: Alright, and this time we're gonna talk about what?
4: to train a dragon, so
1: you're gonna talk about how to train a dragon so uh how would you go about training a dragon?
4: I would first get its trust, okay, and then i would um
1: how would you get its trust?
4: If I have a weapon with me, I would um like pull it or like throw the weapon somewhere else.
1: Okay, so you throw the here. you would show the dragon that you don't mean it any harm. hmm Okay, then what would you do? Feed it. Feed the dragon. Yes. Well, you know a lot about how to train a dragon. Where did you learn all this?
4: Um, In the how to train a dragon, the first one.
1: In the first one what?
4: In the first how to train a dragon.
1: In the first how to train a dragon, what is that?
4: It's when he trains the dragon.
1: What is it? What are you talking about? Is this like a book or a what?
4: Oh, it's a Movie and show.
1: A movie and a show? There's a movie and a show all about how to train your dragon. Yep. So, what is it about?
4: It's, a, um, it's about a, a little boy called Hiccup. Uh huh. And he trains a dragon, and the other people are Vikings, and they're trying to kill dragons. And then his father is angry at him, but then at the. But he was bad, but his friends now got dragons. hmm. And, um, they're trying to stop this giant, giant dragon.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the, that's the first movie. And then, did you like that movie?
4: It's really good, except for the part where he gets angry and
1: stuff. You don't like the angry? Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Then, uh, how many, how many movies are there?
4: Two movies. Two movies. Well, that's how far I know. I wonder if we're gonna get a third one. I hope
1: you hope there's a third one. Huh? Um, I hope there's a third one too. So there is a second one, and then is there anything else? Or is it just or there's just two movies?
4: Um, there's a show, and then on the f- and then there's bonus features. But after this, the first movie, there comes like a Christmas special. Uh huh. Where all the dragons leave to lay their eggs, and then they have lots of babies.
1: Okay. So there's a Christmas special on the Blu-ray, there's some other couple extra features on the Blu-ray, and then there's a TV show, and you've seen a few episodes of the TV show?
4: I've seen all the episodes.
1: You've seen all the episodes? Well, Well, I don't think you've seen all the episodes, you've seen all the episodes that are on Netflix.
4: Yeah, on the third season.
1: The third season, so you haven't seen the first or second season. Yeah. That's silly, isn't it?
4: I can't wait. It's when they find the dragon eye.
1: So they they go and find dragons. So it takes place between one and two, is that right? Yeah. Uh, which movie did you like better, one or two? Two. Two? Why?
4: Because they're just older, and you find his mom, he gets a sword and he's just more cooler.
1: Okay. He's just more cooler?
4: It's just more better. Mm. Except for the part when... when uh, well,
1: hold on. We don't want to say too much about the movie, because somebody listening might not have seen it. So we don't want to what? Spoil it. Yeah, okay. So we'll leave that out. Okay. Okay. Um, so, what do you think? What do you want to see happen in three?
4: Um, Annalise suggests this. Uh, well, um, uh, he, they find another night fairy and Hacup uh, and Ashley get married.
1: Mmm. That's what you think should happen in three?
4: Well, that's what Annalise thought.
1: Okay. Well, do you like that idea? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. All right. Well, um, did you know that there's a How to Train Your Bra- a Dragon books? That these movies are based on books?
4: No idea.
1: Well, maybe you should hunt those books down and read them.
4: Well, I've got, like, two of them.
1: Well, not the original. You have other books based on the movies. But now, you should go and find the books that the movies are based on. That's a good idea.
4: Mm. But there might be, like, chapter books or something.
1: Maybe, but you're getting... you're, You're starting to read, so these would be good books for you, right?
4: Yeah, but they're chapter books. Well, you'll
1: figure it out.
4: I've only read a chapter book with five chapters, I think. Or four. I have no idea how much chapters. I forgot.
1: Okay. All right. Well, anything else you want to say about How to Train Your Dragon?
4: Um, that it's awesome.
1: All right. Say goodbye.
4: Goodbye.
1: we're back i'm uh here i am i'm showing up i'm i'm going into the uh the saloon and taking leather clothes from people and getting my podcasting game on for this segment and uh, we're now talking to michael and david about terminator and specifically terminator one and two so don't turn off your podcast device yet because we're not talking three and uh uh, what was the, what was the fourth one? Was it resurrection? Uh, salvation, salvation, yeah. salvation. We're not talking those two yet. Yeah.
3: Those two are too
1: confusing. <laughs> so we'll talk about one and two. And, um, so I'll start off talking, um, with Michael Terminator. What's, what's your history with the, with this, uh, the, at least the initial movie, but also the franchise. Uh,
0: so the first one I was, um, just old enough. It was, it was, um, uh as I talked about at the beginning of the show, I wasn't really allowed to go see movies like that when I was a kid. Um, but I was just old enough to be able to, you know, I was uh, driving myself and, and all that kind of thing uh, when Terminator came out. So it was one of probably the first rated R movies i ever actually saw. Um, I saw it in the theater, and I'm sure, you know, it being one of the first had a lot to do with um, just why it's so ingrained in my memory. Uh, but man, I loved that movie. I loved the music. I loved how scary it was um i loved arnold um i just i loved everything about it and uh then when 2 came out i enjoyed that one as well it didn't quite have the same feel as the first one um but in many ways it was you know the first one is kind of a a horror thriller sci-fi movie and and this terminator 2 is just way more big action adventure kind of right. stuff so it's a different animal but um it's still very very enjoyable um but uh, so do you have a, so is Terminator 1 your preference of the two or you Yeah, uh- I do enjoy Terminator 1 a little bit more. Um is Terminator 2 where the timeline starts to get a little bit wonky too and they start they introduce some elements in there that are really you know, you can kind of forgive it just because the rest of the movie's so fun, but then as the series progresses, it becomes harder and harder to explain some of these things. Um and that's my real issue with the later movies. Um I've talked to David about this. It's like, I, there are things I like about rise of the machines and and even salvation. I like things about that. And, uh, and I've seen Genesis at this point and and there's a lot that's really fun about that movie. Um, but also just the, it gets harder and harder to, uh, uh, to fill some of the, 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 the holes in the story and, uh, and some (laughs) of the, the time travel makes less and less sense. The more you kind of add to it.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, so what did going into it? What did, uh, like, why did you think this would be a good fit for, uh, watching with David?
0: Uh, actually I think David, you suggested it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause Genesis is coming out and, and we're, we don't go see everything in the theater as it comes out, but you know, he, he sees a lot of trailers for stuff and I'll, you know, if a trailer comes out for something that I think is kind of in his wheelhouse, you know, we'll watch that. And, um, and then he kind of let me know if if he's really interested in it or not. And and with Genesis, I think you were. Well, what, what was your thoughts, David, around the Genesis trailer when you saw that?
3: Well, the gist of it was I thought that who's the target from the, the girl from the first movie, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. I thought Sarah. Con- I thought John Connor was going back. I didn't know his name was John Connor, of course, before then. But I thought John Connor was going back in time. And that he was a liquid well i didn't I thought he could turn to liquid metal, but it was really the liquid terminator, okay, and that the normal terminator was there, and that normal terminator and liquid terminator were fighting something that I didn't know what it was,
0: so you're pretty confused.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think that's the first time I saw the Genesis trailer, I was a little confused myself. You uh, know, I finally pieced it together, but I was still confused. So I can only imagine what somebody who hadn't seen right. the movies would think.
0: <laughs> yeah, so he was kind of curious about it, and and I told him, well, you know, this is this is the fifth in this series of movies, and there was even a TV show for a season or two, and. Um so he knew about that and I think just as we got closer to Genesis coming out he just finally said, "Hey, let's why don't we watch Terminator?" Um hmm. so that's what we did.
1: Okay. So um uh, David, uh, I'll ask you the same question that um that your dad was asking Annalise, about time travel. So are you uh like what are your thoughts about time travel as a storytelling device? Do you like that?
3: I yeah, I do like that.
1: And uh do you have any particular examples of favorite time travel stories that you've seen or read?
3: Um, there's a lot of them and I can't really think about them without taking a long time, but yeah, Dr. Who, back to the future, Terminator, all that. So what about,
1: um, and what about the, So this movie, uh, your dad references sort of got a horror vibe. Have you watched a lot of, uh, movies that have this sort of same dark horror, uh, Vibe to it.
3: Um, so you mean like any horror movie?
1: Well, yeah, or really? yeah, yeah. Any any horror movie or anything that sort of like as you watched Terminator, did you think, oh, this kind of reminds me of this other movie I've seen, this other dark mm-hmm. horror movie?
3: I thought it kind of felt a little bit like, uh, well, kind of like a James Bond movie or a. Some other kind of spy action, guns, sort of movie vibe. I,
1: I can I can see that a little bit of uh, like somebody's a target, and then huh. uh, the um, Michael Bean character is sort of the James Bond sort of character yeah. jumping in. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, and then the Arnold Schwarzenegger character, the Terminator, would be um. Jaws. Jaws, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much um, so uh I'll ask you the same question, so you watched both uh, Terminator and Terminator two what what uh, of the two what was your uh preference?
3: Um, I liked both of them about the same amount. I was very surprised at Terminator 2, though, because of course I thought that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the bad guy, even though I was told that he sometimes switches sides, <laughs> but then in the like mall hallways and that r commievice probably like, what? Terminator's the good guy in this movie?
0: I was, I was so excited about his reaction during that whole thing, because in the marketing you know, when this movie came out in the theaters, I think they, they pretty much, at least I know Schwarzenegger gave a lot of interviews, and they, they pretty much had spoiled the fact that he was going to play a good guy in this movie. And I really tried to keep that a secret from David so that he could have that reaction when when you have the big reveal that, no, Arnold's not the bad guy. He's actually the good guy. And it was just perfect. He was just so, like, taken aback by it and pleased with it, so...
1: that's that's a a good springboard for another question so what um, have you seen a lot of other Arnold Schwarzenegger movies David Um,
3: we actually just recently watched Predator
0: okay Mm
3: -hmm.
0: so Predator um, Uh, you've seen the second Conan movie I have
1: seen the
0: second
1: Conan any of his comedy like kindergarten cop or twins or any of those kinds of things Have have you watched any of those not really. No, we haven't seen those. Running Man? <laughs> no, Commando. Commando. We did Commando. see Commando. Oh, yes, okay. we have
3: seen Commando.
1: So I, I think that, uh, and, I, and I don't know off the top of my head, but, but Terminator, the first movie, is one of the few, if not maybe the only movie where uh, Arnold plays a bad guy. Um, so what did you, like, did that affect you at all? Like, was that surprising just to see um, – Arnold Schwarzenegger who I does even get I think he gets top billing in it he's the he's the villain well
3: I kind I sort of knew what the terminators were that they're evil robots huh. so it didn't surprise me that he was a bad guy okay except I was kind of confused thinking about who's the bad guy and this is it Arnold or is it the not Arnold (laughs) in fact I called um all right now I forgot uh who's the other guy that came back in time Kyle Reese yeah Kyle I thought I was I called Kyle for most of the movie not the Terminator not Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs)
1: So he wasn't Kyle. He wasn't Michael Bean. He was just not Schwarzenegger.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they don't reveal Kyle's name in the in the the first movie till a good ways into it, and mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, David didn't really know how to refer to him, but he was it's the the not Terminator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, oh, that's what it is in IMDb. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bean plays the not Terminator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So the I guess the diff there's a difference between the. Arnold of the first movie and Arnold of the second movie, while they're both uh Terminator robots and they both um do have some similarities there's some differences as well so what do you what are what are the like what do you think about the differences which which Arnold did you prefer the the one of the first or the one of the second
3: um, the second one the one in the second movie was funnier. Kind of, but that was because he had a crazy kid teaching him everything. Right. About everything. Um, I was also a tiny bit kind of, I thought it was kind of funny that the Terminator and the first one without any of the skin or the eyeball or anything was a stop motion. He kind of like he was dragging one foot and <laughs> it was just kind of weird, like dragging one foot and it looked like uh one of those animatronic things you see in the stores yeah, kind of a little weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the effects
1: weren't uh, as strong no there was no. there was a different definite difference in the effects
3: uh, um, mm-hmm. but they didn't show the full. Terminator in the second movie, these had like bits of his face,
1: right, but I mean the the difference between seeing like you're saying the the stop motion uh-huh. full terminator in one and then liquid metal uh Robert Patrick Terminator in two quite quite a mm-hmm. bit different, yeah um, what about um the difference in the tone, especially I would say the, the main character of these would be Sarah Connor um, and the difference in, in her and how who she is in the first movie and then who she becomes in the second movie uh, what, what, did you, what did you think about Sarah Connor in the first movie?
3: In the first movie she's kind of more of the damsel in distress well not Terminator was um, <laughs> the hero yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: And then the second one, though, she's, um...
3: She's carrying all the guns. Yeah. It's Besides uh, Arnold. Yeah. He's carrying the rocket launcher.
1: Did you, um... So did you like the fact that her son is in, uh, that John is in the second one? Did you like the kid character in the, in the second one? Well,
3: I was expecting that John was going to be in it, um... He was kind of more cranky, naughty, bad kid than I expected. But he wasn't that bad once you got to know him yeah. a little more.
1: So ultimately between the two films, which do you think uh that you liked better?
3: I have to say T two.
1: T two? Okay. Is there um particular reason? Was it just the effects or was there anything else uh, that that made you like it better?
3: It was more of a, it was kind of more of a mystery and then, then they, they kind of knew what they were up against this time instead of, there's a robot and he's trying to kill you. Uh, it's more of there's a robot who's trying to kill you, but you can't kill him. <laughs> oh
2: boy!
1: Yeah, pretty much. The um, what did you think about the vision of the future that Terminator presents
3: with everything blown up?
1: Yeah, like the apocalyptic machines have taken over. Like, do you like do you like that? I. Not that you want to live in it, but like It you wasn't like very
3: different than the first movie. First
1: but I mean, from, from the standpoint, of, like, do you like the, the the idea of this apocalyptic future that the Terminator movies present? Do you like that kind of story, that kind of idea?
3: Well, I probably have a better saying than if I watch Salvation.
1: Okay, so you have not watched 3 or Salvation yet?
3: I have not watched 3 or Salvation. Okay.
1: So, what do you uh, like? Do, are you want based on having seen one and two? Do you want to see the next ones?
3: Um, I don't know. I have <laughs> a few questions, but I'm I'm more interested in Genesis than those two. Okay. Um, let's talk about the time travel.
1: And uh, now that we've uh, got, uh, we've talked a little bit about Back to the Future. Um, in the in the previous segment and, and now Terminator, some. Uh, what do you think about the differences in time travel between Terminator and Back to the Future?
3: Um, the less confusing one is definitely Back to the Future.
1: Okay, Michael, what do you what are your thoughts on that that difference?
0: Um, so yeah, Back to the Future, it's really just one timeline. It's uh but what's happening is, you know, when Marty goes back to change and he changes something in the past, time kinda readjusts itself to uh to accommodate whatever change he's made. so that's why he starts disappearing and but there's really only one timeline that's being affected. Um whereas it seems like what's happening in the Terminator movies is every time somebody goes back to change something in the past, it really all it does is creates a separate timeline. So you have two you know two possible futures um and uh and the more it's like i was saying with with terminator 2 like i really like that movie but where it starts to get complicated like okay, in the first movie they say uh um the Kyle comes back and he explains you know, we had won the humans had beat the machines but the machines were able to get this one terminator to go back in time right before we blew up their facility um, and we were able to you know send Kyle back in time to to try to stop it. then in t two you realize, okay, no, they' actually sent two back in time, and one of them is significantly like more advanced advanced than uh than the first one um, and the only way I could ever make that work in my head is if um we're we 're talking like different different alternate realities and kind of you know, as the movies progress it's it's really all the the robots in the future are keep sending back more and more robots into the past to try to change different things that happen and um yeah. and then the humans keep sending more and more people back to try to stop it or their uh, own robots or their own robots and uh yeah. it just gets it gets so out of control from a storytelling <laughs> standpoint and really what happens is it it for me it loses um some of the, the the stakes kind of get taken away when you realize that, um, nothing the humans do in this movie is really going to be lasting because in the next movie, the the robots are just going to send back something else to a different timeline. So that's why I kind of like to stick with the first two movies. Like I, like I said, I enjoy things about the later ones, but, um, it just gets so messy. Whereas back to the future, everything is fairly clean and internally consistent because, um, you just, you know, time is rewriting itself instead of splitting off into all these yeah. like, different paths.
1: Well, even though the Terminator movies are so um, self-contained within like, it's just the robots just going after the Connor family. Mm-hmm. It is a global, uh, like the time it is a global effect. There is like the entire world is devastated by the decisions or the effects that any, anyone makes where, Back to the future is so small. It's like we're just really affecting Hill Valley here. That's all. Like it's yeah. no and and so something about that like just keeping it smaller in back to the future makes it easier just to like you can mess it all up and as uh no not to spoil anything but as the sequels will show things get really messy but I think because it's self-contained to Hill Valley it it winds up being easier to clean up. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: That sounds interesting. <laughs>
1: Uh, well Annelise, do you have any uh questions about Terminator, the movie that you probably know very little about?
0: <laughs>
2: um, should I watch this movie?
0: <laughs> the first one's God. pretty intense um and your dad and I talked about this a little bit before you and David came on but uh um the first one is is pretty intense um and uh you know there's some other some things even in some of the sequels that. Yeah, you'd probably have to talk with your dad about but, uh But um, one day, I'd say for sure, you'd want to see it. David, do you agree?
3: One day. Maybe <laughs> before the computer gets built. I don't know. Yeah, before <laughs> Skynet. Before the different.
1: machines take over.
2: I don't know. Yeah, at, um, least, at least the
0: first couple of them. After that, then it's kind of hit or miss whether they're any good or not, but
1: yeah, you kind of have to with three and I haven't seen the, the, the newer one, but with three and four, you just kind of have to accept them for what they are and not, um, just not let it affect your enjoyment of the first
0: two. Yeah. I was comparing it today with today about, uh, I was comparing it to star Wars. Um, and you and I've had this discussion a few times about, uh, our love for the first star wars movie and just how it's kind of self-contained and it just kind of it just sits there perfectly by itself um and then once you start adding to it then things start to get really messy and there's you know things that we like about those sequels and prequels um but once you kind of open you go down that path you start having to take the good with the bad and i think it's very similar uh the way that the Terminator franchise is very similar in that case. Yeah,
1: and there's so many franchises that are affected by that. I mean, I, I, another great example is the Aliens franchise. One and two are so good,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then three is like this weird. Like there are good parts and bad parts. And if you watch the one, you know the long, the different cut, like it's better. And you know, it just, it just, it's like anything seems like the more there is, the more it's you know written by committee. The more it's just having to. Graft onto itself and it starts falling apart. So yeah, it's, it's a challenge with any franchise, I think. Yep. Well, um, I think it's pretty much all I, uh, was going to ask about Terminator and anything else you wanted to say, David?
3: Um, well, I do have a funny story about how I first heard about the Terminator. Okay. So I was at my, um, haircut salon and the reason I was there is because you're getting haircut. I, well, not just, but also I have a friend in kindergarten who was there. Who uh, his mom owns
0: a salon. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And they had this bin full of old stuffed animals and all this, and one of them was a teenage mutant ninja turtle with half his face, like the rubber part, was torn off with this like plastic thing and. So his teeth were missing from that side. But um, my friend said, it's the Terminator, run, and all that. And I was like, it's the Terminator, run. And in my mind I was thinking, "What in the world is the Terminator? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doesn't sound good regardless. Right? <laughs> it's the Turtlenator. <laughs> well, all right, um... We'll wrap up this week with uh, our dinner table conversation like we always do. And David actually came up with this question. Um, And uh, it's make your own super team of five characters. They don't have to be superheroes. They can be any characters that you like or who you think would work well together. But if you could make a team of five characters to go out and and fight crime or right wrongs or whatever, who would you put on your team? And... uh, David, since you came up with the idea, why don't we start with you?
3: Okay, so this is a team that I decided to make up of all non-superheroes. So the first one is Yoda, because he's Yoda.
0: You gotta have somebody (laughs) smart and wise to lead the team.
3: And, of course, you've seen him with a lightsaber if you watch the prequels. Yeah. That's probably one of the only good... That's one of the best things about... I can't say it's one of the only good things, but... It's one of the best things about uh, Attack of the Clones. Is Yoda with the lightsaber. And then... um, Doctor Who. With his... Little Sonic screwdriver and the TARDIS, and you can keep sending people back in time in the TARDIS. Which one? I can turn them art. What TARDIS? Probably the police box shaped one. No, no,
2: no. I'm which doctor?
3: Oh,
0: (laughs) 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 it's an important question. All right. Oh my god. (laughs) Right. In your head who um, did you
3: imagine? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I just don't. Um maybe um like ninth maybe. Okay. Okay. How about ninth? Um And then James Bond Which one? And then. <laughs> Oh yeah, um All right. and B the first James Bond, the first James oh, Bond. Oh, uh,
1: Barry Nelson. Okay.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> um, yeah. The first James Bond. Sean Connery. You, talk to you Sean Connery. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And then, um, Spock because you need that neck pinch. Sometimes, okay, just comes in handy, sure, and you can also tell you that things are fascinating,
0: <laughs> in case you're wondering,
3: <laughs> and then um trying to think about th- this one, I had one but the might be a little it might have been a little too big for this, but uh, let's see.
1: I uh, to think about too big at this point. James Bond. I was
3: Dr. originally <laughs> going for... I was originally going to have Zilla on the team, but I
0: don't know if Zilla's the best candidate. Who? The uh, the American Godzilla.
3: <laughs> He's <laughs> American.
0: The, the 1990s uh, Godzilla movie. From the 1990s Godzilla movie?
1: Yeah. The Matthew, the Matthew Broderick one? Yep. Okay. <laughs>
3: If you haven't heard, his nickname is Zilla.
1: Okay, he's so happy right now that anyone cares about him.
3: <laughs> and why not Zilla? Last one. I
0: like it. I like it. Um, Annalise, are you ready? No. Okay, Carlin, do you have one yet? Dagn- uh, almost,
1: almost. Oh. Okay, I'll I'll go. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll go ahead and say I like, got I've got James Bond on my list as well. Which one? Uh. Sean Connery. <laughs> okay. I um, he's a great dodgeball player. He he is a great dodgeball player. <laughs> um, Hannibal Smith from the A team. Gotta be on the team.
3: Oh.
1: Um, and of course he's the leader. He's the he's the strategist of the team. Um Buckaroo Banzai. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and include a superhero, and I'm gonna include uh, a Wonder Woman. And why not the Doctor as well? Sure, I'll go with the Doctor, and I will go with Tenant.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. All
1: right, that's my list. So
0: that's the Tenth Doctor, David. We we just got into the Tenth yes. Doctor uh, this past week, actually. Okay. All right. Mhm. You ready, Annalise, or you want me to go? You can go. Okay. Um. <laughs> I uh. We'll start off with Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um. Frankenstein's monster, because you got to have somebody strong. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with um. The young Frankenstein one, Peter Boyle. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to have a singer and a dancer on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the literary one actually, but um,
1: uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, let's go with uh, the Marvel Comics, um, monster of Frankenstein version from the seventies. Okay. I like that. Um, oh, let's uh, let's put uh, Shang Chi, master of Kung Fu. Ooh, nice. On there, um, I, I guess I need a I need a scientist too. So I'm going to go with Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I love your theme. Actually, no, let's put Doctor Z or not Doctor Zira. Yeah, Zira is that his wife's name? Cornelius and I think, Zira. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, we're going to get letters about that. Uh, but hey, yeah, at least we'll get letters. <laughs> I'm going to put her on there, and um, let's. P- I feel like I need to have a doctor. Um like a medical doctor or you also need a doctor. I also doctor. need a I need a doctor, like a, a, a hoovian doctor. Okay. Um No I don't. No I don't. I'm gonna put Daniel Craig being bond. <laughs> okay. Right. Also great at dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Annalise, you're up.
2: Okay, so five different people, or am I the fifth person?
0: Nope, five different people.
2: Okay, um. Okay, that's the doctor. I would probably go with 11. Okay. Um. Briscoe County Jr. Good. Aragon from the Inheritance series.
3: Nice.
2: Um. Oh, I just lost my others. Um, oh, Harry Potter and Um Aslan from the Narnia series.
0: Oh wow. That's an awesome team. All
2: right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> can I make a quick adjustment to mine real quick?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: sure you can. All right. Instead of Zillah. He might be a little, because, yeah, he might be a little too giant for the, the team. The TARDIS goes, with, he, Doctor and the TARDIS are compatible. They go together.
1: They're know, a, a know. set. A set. She, I think she was thinking that he might be too big for the TARDIS, but that is yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 he
2: wouldn't, he wouldn't fit inside the doors. He'd fit inside no, the he, TARDIS,
3: but. A, he actually wouldn't. Um, but instead of Zilla, Sean Spencer. From. From what? From Psych.
0: Yeah. Have you guys watched that show? Uh, No, we have not. Okay. Yeah, that's funny.
3: Well, now you need to put that on your list. <laughs>
1: I look forward to the time when he terrorizes giants, uh, terrorizes cities with his giantness. Who's <laughs> on Apparently, yeah. he's a good replacement for Godzilla, <laughs> so... The two are almost the same. Like, oh well, instead of Godzilla, I'm going to go with Sean Spencer from
0: Psych. <laughs> yeah. You sticking with it, David? Yeah, I'm sticking with that. Okay. okay, all right. As long as you're happy with it. All right, well, that's another episode of uh, Dragonfly Ripple coming at you from the past. We've time-traveled forward to uh, to give you this episode. Uh, <laughs> so, uh... I don't think we have any other business to take care of. Next time, um, we'll have uh, another episode out sooner rather than later, I believe. Um, So thanks for listening, and as always, keep nerding those kids.
3: Carlin says it funnier.
0: It might be interesting to hear from a kid's perspective. How Pac-Man compares to you know, Super Mario, you know, Smash Brothers, or whatever.
1: I think my, that's my only problem. Is like I don't know about I don't know what these new newfangled games right. are. Kids are playing these days. Yeah. Tell me about your Crash Bandicoot. It's <laughs> still old. Bandicoot. Sorry. Yep.
4: Atomic <laughs> <laughs> Keys Broadcasting Network.